Hey everyone, welcome to week two of Who's Ready for Christmas, our Christmas series talking about Advent and what it means to, as followers of Jesus, really be ready for Christmas. Advent means coming or arrival, and we're talking about the, the coming or arrival of Jesus. And honestly, for, for me, as someone, I grew up in the church, and sometimes Christmas for me can get a little wrote or like the same thing over and over again. I was making popsicle stick mangers ever since I could walk and Christmas pageants and reading the Christmas story over and over and over again. And it's like, spoiler alert, they're angels, they're shepherds, virgin birth, he lives. It's like the same thing over and over again. And so for me, sometimes, which this this story in itself is an amazing story, an amazing account, but for me, it can get this the same thing over and over again. It doesn't really get into my heart for sure. But something about Christmas that I always do, um, that I always do enjoy and bring my heart to is Christmas songs. I love Christmas music. I love traditional Christmas music. I love updated Christmas music. I, I Not before Thanksgiving. Maybe this year's the exception, but otherwise. I love Christmas music and the joy that that brings. And you've got your fun Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and then you have your joyful, triumphant, joy to the world, Silent Night that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But actually one of my favorite Christmas songs is called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And one of the reasons that I like it is I feel like when I'm in that, that forgetting what Christmas really is, when it feels like it's just become a routine in, in the years, it's a song that really brings me back to, to the heart, to my heart of what I feel Christmas is. It, it speaks to something in my soul, to a deep meaning of what Christmas is. And this is what the words say. It's, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel has come to thee, O Israel. This is a, a song that comes from a verse in the Bible, two verses in Isaiah and in Matthew. They mirror each other. And the, the verse is a prophecy for the Christ that would come. And it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus entered into humanity. He entered in through the nation of Israel. He was a Jewish man. The, the Jewish people, they were looking for a king that was coming, a person called the Messiah, a person that would right the wrongs, that would bring peace to the nation. They um, was a promise that God had given them through different prophets through the years that this person would come and would restore all things. Israel in, in their history had history of slavery and oppression and uh, different conquests from different nations. They were longing for this Messiah to come. They were waiting for a savior. But even beyond just the nation of Israel, if we go way back, way back in the story, we, we start with the first human beings that God created, Adam and Eve, which if you grew up in the church are probably familiar with this story. Adam and Eve, they're in a garden, they're deceived by a serpent, and they end up ultimately choosing something that they desire, this piece of fruit, over believing what God says is best for them. And the consequences of that decision are catastrophic sin and, and death, 
come into the world, they're cast out of the garden, and then sin continues on throughout all of humanity to be that, that break between humanity and God. What was once perfect relationship has now been severed. And we, we feel the effects of that now. We see the evil in the world today. That's not a hard thing for us to see. It's, it's uh, easy. It's all around us. That brokenness of the world is evident. So um, even the ground was cursed then. Paul in Romans talks about how creation is groaning as, as uh, birth, as child pains, birth pains. The fact that, that sin has even permeated creation that is all groaning, waiting for this restoration because of what has been broken. The Jews were waiting in anticipation for a Messiah. The world was waiting for restoration from what had been broken. And this is the world that Jesus entered into when he came to earth. This, the world had been waiting in anticipation. God had made a promise um, Abraham, a man named Abraham, was the beginning of Israel, the beginning of the Jewish nation. And when God chose him and said, you guys are going to be Israel, you're going to be my chosen people, he said, I am going to bless the world through you. And that was the beginning of God's promise to restore what had been broken and to use Israel to do it, which ultimately is what happened as Jesus came as a person from the nation of Israel. So even though the Jews were crying out for the Messiah, the world was crying out for something deeper to make that damage, to repair that damage. And so, sometimes now our relationship with God can, can get kind of easy. We're sort of like, hey, I want to have a relationship with God. Like, I'll pray, I'll read my Bible, now we're good. But, but before Jesus came, there, that kind of personal relationship was not an option. You had to go through a priest to bring anything to God. The Holy Spirit did not live inside people, so we didn't have the power that comes from that, the, that relationship um, was not there, the ability to have a close relationship with God because of those barriers. There. And, and even if you were not part of the, the nation of Israel, you didn't really even have the chance to know who God was, who this creator God was. This, this was the world before Jesus, that access to God was not there. And this is the world that Jesus entered into. Advent is remembering that waiting that happened so long before Jesus, the waiting of all of the world for what was to come, for the hope that was to come, the hope that would ultimately conquer the death that came into the world through Adam and Eve, this weariness and widespread longing for something better on its way. And really, it doesn't take a lot to imagine right now what it's like to long for something better. That's really what we're doing in our world right now, longing for something better. People don't even say, I I'm waiting for something good. We say things like, when are we going to get back to normal? That's our standard. We're, we're just at like, give me normal. Don't even give me good. We're just longing for normal. And <laughs> because of everything that's so crazy right now, I mean, I'm tired of not seeing, of not being able to say, I'm going to see these people for Christmas. I'm going to hang out with these people. I mean, who has a love-hate relationship with Zoom right now? Great to connect us, but the hours spent in front of this screen instead of in front of people, parents, teachers, students, who's ready to be done with online school with Zoom? We're weary of doing that over and over again. I, I'm weary of walking down the sidewalk and everyone averts their eyes, like, like eye connection spreads COVID or something. But it was hard enough when before COVID and now everyone's like in their own little zone because you want to stay apart from each other. I'm tired of walking into the grocery store in a hurry and halfway across the parking lot, I realize I don't have a mask and I got to walk all the way back to my car 
just to get it. And the only, I love when I'm doing the same thing and I see someone else who does the same thing that I do all the time that forgets their mask. And I just am like, buddy, we're all in this together. We're all forgetting things, forgetting our masks and going back to our car in frustration. But there's this weariness to the world right now, the serious consequences of COVID, the industries that have been shut down, the businesses that have closed, the dreams that have died because of the effects that have happened, the the thousands and thousands of people this Christmas, the, the thousands of families who will celebrate Christmas without somebody because they have passed away from COVID or from anything else this year. It's a weary place to be in the world. I feel weary of that as we have dragged on in the things that are happening. This weariness of the world, we can see it now. But beyond just 2020 and, and COVID life, there's I often feel this sense of, of weariness, maybe you do too, that's, that's past things of just 2020 that, that we feel in the world that are wrong, that are weary of. I, I'm weary of continually hearing the injustice and the oppression that are happening with my brothers and sisters as people of color in our nation. I'm weary of people continuing to, to work towards sobriety from addiction that has just beaten them down. I'm, I'm weary from things like creation that is continuing to groan as we see natural disasters happen that take people's lives. I'm, I'm weary of people that I see in my life that aren't taking any, that are living in spiritual emptiness and won't take any steps forward. I just am, am weary of a lot of those things. I'm weary of things in my life. I'm weary of the things mental illness has stolen from my life and the things that I feel like I haven't been able to obtain because of that. We all have things in our life that we feel this weariness from. And that weariness of the world, that is the sense, the weariness that we, we can look back on an advent of a world before Jesus came to give us hope and then to look forward towards Jesus coming again in full restoration. This weariness of all things that I can sometimes feel, I think is why I love that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because it speaks to that longing of wanting Jesus to be here. The second verse is, O come, thou dayspring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel has come to thee, O Israel. And, you know, maybe it feels like a huge downer to talk about all these things, the bad things that are happening. But honestly, the, looking at the, the bad news makes the good news that much more beautiful. The good news of what Advent is, this coming, this arrival of Jesus and the beauty that's in there. Isaiah, the same prophet who spoke about Emmanuel, he said this about the Christ that was coming, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. In John, talking about Jesus, he says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus says himself also in John, I have come as the light of the world, so everyone who believes in me will not remain in the darkness. The world before Jesus was dark. It was dark for Israel's people. They were living in oppression 
as a conquered people in Rome. It was dark in their history of captivity or God's silence. It was dark the whole world since this schism that happened between God and man in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. But God said, God promised, I will send Emmanuel. God doesn't say, I will send someone, I will send something, something will fix it. He says, I will send Emmanuel, I will send God with us. God with God brings God with us. He comes into the weariness. He enters into the chaos. That's what Jesus did when he came to earth as a human. He entered in to the darkness, to the weariness. God said, I'm going to send God with us to be with you. And that's the God that we serve, a God who is with us in the boat when there's a storm, a God who has scars because he made the choice before we asked him, before we loved him, that he was going to say, I want to show you love first before you have to show me love, to come and to die, to repair the damage that was done so we could have that relationship with him. And that's the kind of God that we serve as followers of Jesus, that radical love, God with us, Emmanuel, who has come. He's coming. We celebrate his first coming And then we look in anticipation towards his second coming when full restoration will come. A new heaven and a new earth. In Revelation, in Revelation 21, it shows us this picture. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. That's what will happen in Jesus' second coming. Um, There was a, a pastor by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he lived in Nazi Germany. He was opposed to the Nazi party. Eventually he was sent to a, a concentration camp and he was executed because of a, he was a part of a plot to assassinate Hitler. And we have a number of his writings and, and he wrote this about Advent. He said, not all can wait. Certainly those who are satisfied, contented, and feel like they live in the best of all possible worlds. Those who learn to wait are uneasy about the way of life but yet have seen a vision of possible worlds. Those who learn to wait are uneasy about the way life is. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul and know themselves to be poor and imperfect and who look forward to something greater to come. Once he was imprisoned, he wrote this. A prison cell like this is a good analogy for Advent. One waits, hopes, does this or that, ultimately negligible things. The door is locked and can only be opened from the outside. Advent reminds us of what was past, and it draws us in as followers of Jesus to embrace that which Jesus has done and then to look forward in anticipation and hope to full restoration when Jesus comes. Again, that longing for the future when Jesus will make all things right. In Advent, we learn to live in that double, it has come and not yet there, Deliverance has come, and yet our full deliverance is still to come. Traditionally, this week of Advent is called the week of joy. 
And really, true joy comes, the beauty of the joy comes when we know the bad news. This is the type of joy, the joy of knowing what Jesus has done for us and the significance of that is Chris, at Christmas. That is true joy. And it's, it's greater than joy of, of Christmas lights, of presents, even joy of family gathering together, all those things that, that we, we feel bring joy at Christmas. True joy, a, a weight to the joy of Jesus' coming and the anticipation of him coming again. True joy. And it's that joy that carries us on even when things are unknown because we know, because we hold joy in something that is true. Jesus has come and he is coming again. And in this moment in Advent, I hope that, I hope you're not like me and don't have trouble with your heart engaging with Christmas. But if you are, I hope that you can let that come into your heart today that remembering of what Jesus has done for us and that remembering and anticipation of what is coming when Jesus comes and restores all things.